questions? Yes, gentleman in the back. Hi, Rob Watson, uh, Chief Sustainability Officer for EcoHub LLC. I mean, it seems to me that the weak link in all of this is the regulatory framework. I mean, we're either in an emergency or we're not. I, I'm hearing a lot of hand-wringing and throwing up arms. That indicates to me that there is no emergency from the perspective of a climate because, you know, the regulatory situation is the way it is. But in an emergency, if we truly believe that as an industry, then surely we should be putting forward roadmaps, getting our national elected uh, officials in line to put forward a regulatory roadmap that actually can achieve the scale, scope, and speed that we need to deliver this resource in a timely fashion. Because otherwise, we're just going to be sitting there saying, oh, what happened as the uh, water rises around our chins? And like I said, it's either an emergency or it's not. I I'd love to hear about any sort of regulatory roadmap that has been developed. There's clearly technology roadmaps. Financing doesn't seem to be such a big deal, but I haven't heard anything. The policy framework seems to be largely set. I haven't heard anything really about solving other than hand-wringing this regulatory issue. Anybody want to take a crack at that one? I'll, I'll start. I think, I think the regulatory components of it are, are pretty much straightforward. I think the big issue is federal permitting, and I think that's the piece that can that can bottleneck all of this. In terms of uh, procurement of offshore wind, in terms of regulatory recovery on building the infrastructure, there are mechanisms in place for all of that. I think the big wild card, I think the question brought up and Clint talked about were, was really around the, the final step, which was the federal um, uh, authorization to build in, in, in federal waters. So that, that's my view. All the pieces I think are there, having said that, it is a lot to do in the next 15 to 20 years, even within that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think the policy is very clearly articulated at a state level. And it's important to remember that the states set the demand for offshore wind. And we've seen you know, clear leadership from Governor Cuomo on this. We've seen other states following that lead. And now we've got something in excess of 20 gigawatts of demand. We still have to navigate a very complex federal bureaucracy of getting these built. And you're right, I, it is at some points at a human level very frustrating that it takes so long to do something that feels so important. Uh, I live with this every day. Um, uh, but nonetheless, we also are building massive infrastructure in the public trust. And it's incumbent on us and our regulators to be able to demonstrate to the public that that trust is well-founded. One other thing I would add with, was that, you know, the numbers we're talking about, 25 gigawatts, that was all driven by states, right? The states really, the states in the Northeast set aggressive goals. That's what's really spearheading the U.S. into becoming the fourth largest um, offshore wind market in the world. Uh, and I think the states have done the right thing. You look at what NYSERDA has done. The, the states took the role of how do we add value here. We add value by aggregating the load so that we can get to scale quickly. And, you know, as someone who is then buying that from, from the offshore wind uh, um, uh, developers, I've seen that cost come down, come down a little more than half in, in three years. So we are seeing that progress, but there's still a lot more left to be done. But we are seeing progress. Yeah, sure. Yes, uh, briefly, I, I, I want to acknowledge your core point that you started out with, which is we're in the fight of our lives. And I think by most scientific metrics, we are losing the fight to reduce 
greenhouse gas emissions rapidly enough and sufficiently enough to stabilize our climate. And, and that is, is, in the near term, forget about the future, threatening the ability of our planet to sustain life as we know it. So we can't overstate the sense of urgency. Uh, we do need to accelerate our efforts across the board. Now, what I think is also important to note that for most of the regulatory authorities at the federal, regional, state, and local levels, offshore wind was not on their radar screen barely 10 years ago, uh, maybe 15, and that all of the relevant regulatory authorities at those levels are kind of feeling their way and, and trying to figure it out, including working across from, from the feds to the, to the states and so on. We haven't mentioned the, the regional transmission organizations or the, uh, the RTOs or the ISOs, the independent system operators, uh, that are really the transmission organizations. Uh, New York is blessed in a sense that it has a single state ISO, the NISO. New Jersey is part of a multi-state PJM. You have New England uh, ISO. And they're governed by their, their tariffs, a very strict governing document that evolves through stakeholder processes over, over time. They're playing catch up as well. Um, so I think whatever we can do to encourage the regulatory, key regulatory authorities to, to, to continue pick up their pace and to work across those, those entities, I think we're going to be better prepared to, to actually accelerate what we need to. And maybe just to provide one final point here is that I think for anyone who, who does follow um, of Governor Cuomo's agenda here in New York State, you would know that he is a firm uh, believer in climate science and you know pushing a legislative agenda that, that supports that. And if any of you folks have, have read the community leadership and uh, the Protection Act, or if you, you know, listen to John Williams' remarks earlier today, there's a lot of numbers in there. There's a lot of technologies. This is not just offshore wind. This is a comprehensive rethinking of, of how we, um, you know, of how we are going to, to deliver energy and electricity in New York. Um, and it's not just about generation. It's also talking about transmission, which is a, a huge focus today. But it's also looking at the economic impacts of, of these new resources. And it's also looking at, at things like, um, you know, the, the, the communities that are impacted most by climate change and ensuring that they have opportunities through the, the development of, of these new technologies. So I, I, you know, firmly agree with you, sir, that yes, we are in the fight of our lives. At the state level, we're doing everything we can to get there, and it's going to require, you know, at least in the offshore wind space when it comes to federal permitting, you know, we, we need to have partners in that space, and we're conti continuing to work to, to uh, you know, move that, move that forward. Thank you. One or two more questions, David? <clears throat> 